The following morning, Eva's eyes opened slowly and focused on the glowing white hands of the clock on her nightstand. 5.18 a.m. The man Duane had sent into her room the night before was long gone, but the stale smell of him was everywhere. Beer, marijuana, cheap cologne, dried semen. She touched her face and the stinging pain was immediate. Instantly, she pulled her hand off the swelling. Lying naked under the bed covers, she stared upward at the cracks in the ceiling. They reminded her of an intricate spider-webbed network of rivers and streams one might see on a map in a geography book. The explorer's choice of which river to travel, she thought was crucial to the speed, success, even the survival of the entire journey. How do you choose? How do you know? Eva listened intently for any sound. Nothing. Absolute silence. Her little cousin, Tina, must still be sleeping. Her aunt was not stumbling around in the kitchen making coffee. Duane was not snoring on the couch. The television, oddly, was not blaring. She put on her robe, pulled the sash tight around her waist, and slowly opened the bedroom door. Barefoot, she crept silently into the living room. The television was a tableau of millions of white dots, but the sound had been muted. Duane was sprawled on the couch, fully dressed in his T-shirt and a pair of filthy blue jeans covered with construction dust. His brown work boots, equally dusty, were off his feet and standing on the stained coffee table next to the open pizza box. A solitary fly, deciding whether or not it was safe to land, buzzed around the one pizza slice left in the box. Next to the pizza box was the mint tin in which he kept his stash of cocaine. Duane's tattooed arm, born to raise hell, hung limply off the couch, his hand wrapped around an empty beer can. Five other empty companion beer cans were carelessly tossed on a dirty carpeted floor that was a green sea of food crumbs, soda and beer stains, and brown cat fur. Eva tiptoed into the kitchen, being especially careful not to wake Duane. He was eternally surly and mean but even more so with a beer-bourbon-cocaine hangover. On the middle of the kitchen table sat Maxine, the brown, one-eyed cat that had moved into their home six days earlier. Maxine stared at her and then yawned, stretched, and lay comfortably on her side. Duane hated Maxine, but Eva appreciated her. She appreciated a cat that earned its keep by killing the mice and cockroaches and spiders that also lived with them. Stretching again, Maxine pushed something with her paw, and for the first time, Eva noticed the long white envelope in the middle of the food-stained white table. It was a standard-sized business envelope, and although nothing was written on the front, Eva knew that it must be for her. Duane was nearly illiterate, and Tina was barely three. She stared hard at it, wondering what message it contained, who it was from, when it was written, dreading to open it, afraid not to open it. Sitting, Eva carefully took the envelope in hand. It was not sealed, simply tucked closed. She removed the paper soundlessly. Maxine watched her with mild curiosity. It was a folded piece of notebook paper, probably taken from Eva's own school notebook. Unfolding the note, her eyes briefly scanned the handwriting and then quickly darted to the signature. Love, Loretta. Nervously fingering the edges of the note, Eva felt empty and frightened. Her aunt had never written anything to her before.
Not a note, not a letter, not even a greeting card. Eva only recognized Loretta's sloppy handwriting from the occasional shopping list she had seen her scratch out. Mouth dry, hands trembling, Eva read the note.